In the 1950s, comedian Groucho Marx explained why the Friars Club wasn't for him. But, well, you tell the story of when, when uh, you decided to re- resign or not accept membership. In a, uh... Oh, that's so, that's so well known. Everybody knows that story. I was a member of the Friars Club, and the first time I went there, I was surrounded by barbers and dentists and, uh, well, a whole group of people that I have very little in common with unless I need my teeth pulled out. So after the third week, I sent him a telegram and says, please accept my resignation. I don't want to belong to any club that will accept me as a member. (laughs) Today on Stories and Strategies, the benefits of association membership. Yes, we will have you as a member. My guest today is Sue Human of Focus Communications. We are connecting via Zoom while still practicing social distancing in the wake of COVID-19. Hi, Sue. Hi, Doug. How are you? Good. Good. Okay. It's going to take a second to read your credentials, Sue. You've earned quite a few. Sue, first and foremost, has been selected by her peers for the designation of Master Communicator through IABC, which for those who don't know, That means sensei in terms of professional communications. It's the highest honor in Canada. Sue also has her ABC designation as an accredited business communicator. She's a past director of IABC accreditation exams, past chair, IABC chapter relations task force, past chair of the IABC Global Certification Council, and currently serving as vice chair of IABC's Canada West region. Sue also is a past member of the advisory committee at Norquest College for 1,000 Women, 1 Million Possibilities, a fundraising committee. Professional experience includes time with the City of Edmonton, City of St. Albert, and United Way. She is a principal with Focus Communications based in Edmonton. And Sue, you began your career with a diploma in advertising and public relations from Grant McEwen College in Edmonton, which you parlayed into a gig as a copywriter for Woodward's Department Store. That's where it all began at Woodward's. Yes, it did, actually. Back in the day, Woodward's had their own in-house advertising studio. And uh, I started as a copywriter there. And my first ad was for a grandfather clock. <laughs> That's a, Did it sell? Did, did you sell many of them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's t- say yes. <laughs> it was timely at the time. Now, timely lo- at the time. As I look through so much of what you've done, Sue, if your career would have a logo, clearly it would have the Focus Communications logo. But if there were another logo, it would have the IBC logo. Membership in a professional organization like IBC, clearly something really important to you. Absolutely. Um, Man, don't even know where to start. Uh, Over the past 20 years or so, I've held uh, lots of volunteer positions, some of which you have mentioned. Uh, I just have always felt that it's so important to give back. There's a great line from a Tim McGraw song that goes, when you get where you're going, don't forget, turn back around and help the next one in line. Don't take for granted the love this life gives you. When you get where you're going, don't forget, turn back around. Help the next one in line. Always stay humble and kind. But in addition to giving back, IABC also provides incredible opportunities to develop board governance and leadership skills. And, and I've learned a ton over the 
36 years of my involvement. Um, I, I know that uh, chairing my very first international committee where I had members from every continent, it was a little daunting at, start, at the start, um, but I learned so much from those experiences and just the ability to talk to people from around the globe was uh, remarkable and still is. Tell me about some of the experience you gain through volunteerism. We're all so busy in our lives, right? Trying to make money or making money. Um, but, but why volunteerism? Because I think that it's a double-edged uh, benefit, really. It's a benefit to the organization, but also to the individual who puts their time and energy into something. It's a way to leave your thumbprint on uh, a, a place in time, uh, um, some curriculum, some professional development, some strategies, whatever the case may be. And no matter what type of volunteering you do, you have to know that you are contributing to the organization's greater goals. Um, just like the, the, the famous story of the, um, the janitor at Nassau who was sweeping the floor saying that his job was to put a man on the moon. Similarly, any role in a volunteer organization has the opportunity to help propel that group forward. And I know some of the uh, accredit some of the requirements to achieve accreditation, such as um, uh, your CMP now through IBC or your SCMP. Volunteerism is one of the requirements, and you were on the committee that helped form what the ingredients for that were. Yeah, and, and I think we really looked at this whole notion that not only was it giving, but it's also receiving. It gives you an opportunity as a professional to try different roles and to play different parts in an organization than you might be afforded at your, you know, day-to-day -day job. Um, where in your normal day-to-day -day job, you know, perhaps you're not the, the boss, perhaps you don't have that governance type role. And so you can really stretch your, stretch your wings and then it prepares you for the future when you do eventually move up into management positions and so forth. Knowing how to lead and inspire other people is really critical. Another big part of being part of an association is the networking, right? Yes. Yes. Networking, an obvious plus, uh, not only at events themselves, but just building your network. In this scene from the 1961 classic Breakfast at Tiffany's, produced by Paramount, Audrey Hepburn and George Papard show us why. Holly! Oh. Holly to Darling! What's that? Mad Wildwood. He's a model, believe it or not, and a thumping bore. But just look at the goodies she brought with her. He's all right, I suppose, if you like dark, handsome, rich-looking men with passionate natures and too many teeth. I don't mean that one. I mean the other one. The other one? It's Rusty Trawler. Hmm? Rusty Trawler. He happens to be the ninth richest man in America under 50. Now that indeed is a remarkable piece of information to have at your fingertips. I keep track of these things. Okay, they were a little glib about it, but networking is both social from a human perspective as well as the right thing to do professionally, Sue. Um, I firmly believe that. I know that a lot of people think that networking has become a place where either independent contractors or agencies go to pitch themselves to prospective clients, but you know, I don't think you're doing it right if that's all you're doing. I believe that there's an opportunity to really engage with people in discussion and dialogue about issues or, or just, you know, current events, things that are happening of the day. So if you're doing it right, you should be 
you know, really taking advantage of that opportunity to meet people, understand new perspectives, share your thoughts and, and, and grow friendships and, and relationships that you can keep for many, many years. And there's networking local and there's networking where it's not local, whether you're, you're leaving state or leaving province or even leaving the country um, as part of your association work. You were sharing with me when you're meeting with people in a different location, no one's job pitching there. Um, it, it takes on an entirely different perspective. Yeah, it really is that opportunity to engage with people who do the same kinds of work that you do. Uh, and share uh, either issues that you're having or opportunities that you've got to, to pick their brains to really get um, an idea of things that you can try, something new. Uh, it's less competitive, I would say, uh, than perhaps at the local level where everybody's trying to, you know, pitch for, for work, um, and, but more around um, really growth and development and, and really taking advantage of some super smart people. And discovery too. I remember for me, it was in a parking lot in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I was sitting with someone uh, within the same association, but they were based in New Zealand and we were chatting and I had an aha where it's, we, we really are on the same page. It's, it's not complicated. And, and um, while I'm learning, we're, we share similar minds. Uh, have you had epiphanies like that? Absolutely. There's been many times where I've been talking to someone thinking, oh man, I need help with this problem. I'm sure the, I'm the only one who encounters this, only to discover, you know, virtually everyone I was talking with says, oh yeah, we did that last year. Oh, you know, I've got a friend who's working on something like that right now. So you feel less alone. You feel more supported by your, your community, your group of professionals who do what you do. And it's just, it's really, it's really uh, just unbelievably satisfying. And, and around the world, there are various professional communications associations. We should run through a few of them. We've talked about IABC, the International Association of Business Communicators. Um, CPRS is another. Who were some of the others around the world, Sue? Sure. Uh, I am also a member of CPRS, the Canadian Public Relations Society, and have been for many years. I know you're a member of the International Association for Public Participation. I'm a, a past member of that. What you get out of these organizations is really the opportunity to tap into the library of years of case studies and expertise and talk to people with real life experience on how to solve issues or, or take advantage of opportunities. And I think that, that you really need to find those kinds of organizations that fit best for you. Something else that's really important when we share as professionals, um, and particularly when we come together within an association, is ethics. Ethics are so important in our profession, Sue. Why are they so paramount? Well, I think especially in these times of alleged fake news, Doug, um, you know, it's hard to know who to trust with information. Uh, and I think that organizations have a duty to really communicate ethically. And for me, ethics means standing by your values and convictions. I would never work with an organization whose purpose or values were contrary to mine. Um, and they wouldn't want me either, frankly. Uh, being aligned with your clients is critical to everyone's success. I always say there's a lid for every pot. And so organizations and communication professionals need to make sure that they're the right fit. Um, and while I have you, I want to get on my soapbox a little here, Doug, about spin because uh, it bugs me and I, <laughs> I just want to just want to say that you know as communication professionals we are not engaged in creating spin 
our job is to help organizations be transparent and honest. And being on the side of angels means helping organizations deal with those difficult circumstances they have, but deal with them effectively and ethically. And if we're truly the facilitators of information, which I believe we are, our role is to help the public and reporters get the information they need, get answers to their questions, and we need to apply strict standards to the creation of those communication plans and materials. You know, it's our job to offer our clients our very best advice and provide opportunities for them to hear from their audiences as well, because ultimately communication only works if it's two-way. And I think that communication also only works when it supports an organization's business goals. So if I can connect with a client, really understand what they're trying to achieve, and help them connect with their audience in a way that moves the needle, well, that's really what it's all about. Okay. You call it spin. I call it persuasion. I am hired to help my client persuade people to think and act differently. What's the difference? For me, persuasion is just presenting the facts in a way that gives people the information and the opportunity to think about it themselves. Spin, man, I don't even know because I don't think I've ever done spin, but spin, <laughs> I think, is, is more, or people at least think spin is more around how can I change the nature of the facts and sass them up a little bit so they're more acceptable. And, and I don't believe, certainly, that that's my job. I believe my job is to provide all the facts and then really have a dialogue with those audiences to find out what they think about it and hear from them. And I think that when you ask questions and you have those conversations, then everybody learns and grows. And I think being part of an association is so helpful too, because you will find yourself in positions where it feels like a gray area. Um, I, I think of the great pitch line, you don't have to buy the video, you can own the video. I'm pitching the same thing, right? But by right. putting own instead of buy, is that or isn't that spin? I find that in a wonderfully gray area, that kind of thing. It is. And I think ultimately it also uh, has to come back to what are your overarching objectives here? Um, you know, if it's just selling merchandise, you know, perhaps there's a little more um, acceptance of what you might call spin. Um, I think it gets grayer and grayer as you get into things like political ideology and things, uh, public policy that can, you know, have a tremendous impact on a lot of people. Absolutely. And as Groucho Marx also said, those are my principles. If you don't like them, I have others. So, Sue, thank you so much for joining us today. It's, it's been an honor. It's been my pleasure, Doug. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to send a message to my guest, Sue Human, you can email her at sueh, S-U-E-H, at focuscom, F-O-C-U-S-C-O-M, dot C-A. If you liked what you heard today, would you do us a favor and recommend this podcast to one friend? And if you have an idea for an episode or just want to tell us something, send us a note at info at jgrcommunications.com. Thanks for listening.